Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast, focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldin Hassa, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldinhasser.com. Eldin is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop, and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldin's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited. Share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Welcome everyone to the Human Experience Podcast. This is your host, Eldin Hassa. As you know, I'm in London, England, and my guest today is from uh, New York, United States, Elizabeth. Uh, she is a coach and a spiritual teacher. Um, welcome, Elizabeth. Could you kindly introduce yourself to our audience, and then we can dive into all the amazing work that you are doing to inspire humanity? Beautiful. Eldon, thank you so much for having me here. I first and foremost really just want to thank you for bringing me on and, and sharing my message with your audience. It's truly, you know, my calling to be of service to others. So it's it's a really wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be here. And I call myself a lifestyle design coach and spiritual teacher, yes. And, and really what I do is I awaken others to the beauty of their soul journey by helping them see the beauty of their life. And so it is just ah, something that brings me such joy. And so I love doing it and I've been doing it for several years. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I can I can see and feel your passion. For those of you who are listening to this just on audio, um, on Spotify or Apple Podcast, um, I can actually see the passion and love that Elizabeth has for helping humanity. You know, um, I guess what I'm understanding, experience their limitlessness from within them and the pure love and the pure joy oozing from their deeper self from their higher self. That's correct. You know, in my opinion, I believe that as souls, in which I all believe we are, we've come to this spiritual experience as human beings to learn something very beautiful about ourselves, to learn things like self-love, to learn things like inner power, to learn things such as joy and happiness. And I believe that to learn those things, we must know the opposite of those things. And our life experiences, like a game, 
are the perfect conditions to provide us with these experiences. So I operate from these principles myself and I empower my clients to be able to see through this perspective so that they, yes, can become limitless in their ability to be who they are and live a life that they love. Yeah, that's wonderful. Live, live on purpose uh, and, and experience the profound, everlasting joy and bliss from within. And yeah, that's wonderful. So before we dive further into what that looks like, um, can we start with the journey of yours? What inspired you to be at the place where you are today in your own life and also teaching for a number of years? What inspired you? Yeah, really wonderful question. And I appreciate you asking me that because I love sharing um, my journey. You know, people often think that just one day you wake up and you're a coach or a teacher and, and, and truly it's, it's nothing like that. Um, but in fact, my entire life up until this point has set me up to be who I am today. And my story really began as a, as a small girl. I was uh, a very sensitive, as my parents would call it, little girl. And I remember, Alden, I was laying in my bed. It was nighttime. I had my covers up over my head and I was peeking out just a tiny bit because just a few moments ago, I had seen this like witch-like creature at the end of my bed. I had no idea what to make of this. You know, I was five. And little did I know that I was actually seeing and hearing what we call ghost or spirit. In my little mind, I thought it was something out of a fairy tale. So I'm trying to hide under my covers. My heart is beating so fast. My palms sweating, thinking this witch is going to hurt me. And I remember just praying for the sun to come up, for something to like help me, that I could go down and tell my parents what was going on. And the witch-like creature, as I'm calling it in this story, she was just at the end of my bed, just talking about, you know, she had lived in the house. She wanted to know if I knew anything about it. And I, ah, <laughs> so <laughs> the sun comes up at, at probably three hours later and I run downstairs and I say, mom, mom, there was a monster in my room. It was a witch. And my mom and dad, I can remember my mom's eyes just slightly opening. My dad still tucked in sleeping. And she said, honey, you just have such a big imagination. <laughs> and I thought in my mind, it was like, what? Like, how come they don't believe me? And it turned out, Eldon, that every single night thereafter, she would come back. And I would go back the next morning and tell my mom the same thing. And it began to then feel like as I was sharing my experience and my mom saying that it just wasn't true, that there was something wrong with me. I remember oh, wow. thinking that. It was like an opinion that I made very quickly as I was trying to make sense. And my parents didn't have the tools or the know-how to really support me. They just didn't know. And they were scared too. So... I started to think I'm different. There's something like really off about me. 
And being a little kid, that's a very uncomfortable feeling. And I really didn't know what to do with it because what came up were emotions of, you know, embarrassment, shame, feeling like there was something bad about me. And so I looked around and I started to think, well, how could I help myself? And this is not so conscious. It's just sort of like a next step. It's like, how can I make myself feel better? And I saw that much of what my family was doing was actually eating to comfort themselves, like sweets and treats and cookies. And so I went into the kitchen and I found like chips and mm, they tasted so good. And they really helped me feel better. Like I didn't have that overwhelm and anxiety that had started to build from the opinion that I had created out of that experience. I'm wrong or there's something bad about me. And it soothed me. But you know, Eldon, something that came as a result of that was my body got bigger. And it actually, as I was the food, it was pushing down what I was feeling and my, my belly had to make room. And I'm just like this six, seven-year-old little kid and now I'm pudgy. So I went off to school and lo and behold, as I'm going through my grade schooling, I'm noticing I'm bigger than the other kids. And my peers were very sure that I knew that too. Like the kids in my class, they started to poke fun of me. And it got worse and worse. As I went into middle school, I was made fun of by three teenage boys almost day in and day out. And there was a specific time where I remember they had drawn a picture of me as a school bus and it had fell from my locker. And that was the day I accepted I was never going to be beautiful and that other people had the power to fix me and put me back together again. And it really solidified that I was bad and that there was something wrong with me. And I made this choice that I was going to fix myself and that people could, once I did that, would love and accept me. So I spent nearly 17 years on a journey of trying to fix myself in my physical appearance, in my mannerisms, in my choices of what I was going to do for a career, a lifestyle and partnership, all based on the opinion that what everybody else thought of me was way more valuable than what I actually felt or thought about myself. And that they had the power to determine who I was and how I was going to show up in the world. And yet it created such an incredible gap between who I felt I knew I was deep down at my core and who I was being in my everyday life. I hated what I did. I'd become a registered dietitian sitting across from people telling them how to eat because I had struggled with myself so much. And yet I felt like a fraud. I knew that there were things that were driving these people to do what they were doing with themselves that was beyond just giving them a menu or a meal plan. Yeah. And my relationships were never working out. 
I always seemed to attract in a partner that was, you know, insecure and had their own childhood issues. And there was so much strife and fighting that the very last relationship that catalyzed me to where I am today actually was one that was such a struggle. And for four years, we tried to think it could work. We had felt this connection that we were, you know, sort of meant to be. And yet I never felt enough. And I always put this pressure on them to help me feel like they could love me, that I could be acceptable, that, you know, that I could really be sort of someone they wanted to spend the rest of their life with. And it ended up that this person said, you know, I can't do this anymore. And it was one of the most loving things they ever did in retrospect, looking back, because I hit rock bottom. I literally put myself into a dark room in New York City. I had like one window. I was living with three other girls at the time. And I just closed myself off from the world. And I thought, why is life so hard? And there were tears streaming down my face. And I had just felt so tired from believing I was wrong. I was bad. I was never going to be beautiful. Everything was so much work. It was so hard for people to love me. And I literally thought, what's the point of living if this is the way it's going to be? Wow. Yep. And as I literally thought that, I hatched a plan of how I could leave this world. And that very next sort of couple days, a good friend came to me and she said, Elizabeth, I know there's something really going on with you. I don't know why, but I want you to come and meet someone. And I said, who do you want me to meet? And, and she said, he calls himself a healer. I don't know exactly what he does, but whenever he talks to people, their lives change. And I said, okay, well, where is this healer? And she said, well, we have to drive to a beach in, in the coast of the United States called Virginia Beach. And I said, you okay. want me to just drive to this place? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, what do I have to lose? Because there was this tiny little voice inside my head, Alden, that said, go. And because I had always remained curious and, and open and, and connected to some degree to that inner voice, I said, yes. And that choice changed the direction of my life. I headed down to a small beach town and met a, a, a wonderful soul whom when I first met him, it felt as though he was speaking to me, not just as a human being, but as souls that honored each other, that had known each other in past lives. And he said something very powerful. I know you've been wanting to be powerful for a long time. And when he said that, these tears just streamed down my face. And it was like, for the first time, I had been really understood, even without words. And I ended up working with him. And that day, he helped me understand why I had been living in so much pain, in so much shame. And he helped me see these opinions I had made of myself, you know, that I was bad, that I wasn't beautiful. And that they were special contracts that I had had with my parents and these gentlemen in middle school on a soul level 
to teach me something very beautiful about who I was and why I was here. And it all sounded so foreign, but yet so true. And so I just accepted the truth of what now I needed to do, which was to transform the way that I thought and felt about myself in order for me to come back home to myself. And that's exactly what I did. So five years later, here I am. (laughs) Ta-da! Yes. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, yeah, your story is very relatable to a lot of our listeners and our viewers because I've been doing, um, you know, I have many sort of labels people put on me, healer, spiritual teacher, peak performance coach, relationship coach. But ultimately what I am is a spiritual being having a temporary human experience and yeah. thus the name the human experience of my podcast yeah and and i've met people from all walks of life i've met uh, billionaires and trillionaires and all kinds i mean i have a lot of personal friends yeah and because we connected on a very soul level we speak on a very, very profound level about who and what we truly are. And each and every one of them, even after they meet me for 10 minutes, if they are still in my life sort of 15, 20 years later, those first 10 minutes, we have such a profound connection. And, you know, it's a connection that perhaps some sort of blood relatives, you know, like family could be your sibling or cousin, they don't have, even if your blood family, they don't have that spiritual connection with you, your soul connection. And it's just wonderful. Uh, This is the kind of people I surround myself in uh, 24 seven. And what all of them have in common, including you, which I could feel from your passion and love and everything that you do is, um, underneath of all of it it's just pure love it's just pure love and when you said I came I was going back home that's what you were referring to for our viewers and our listeners to understand so each and every one of us we are born with this pure love we are pure consciousness pure love and this is our default setting this is our home and God bless our parents our carers, single parents, grandparents, whoever is our sort of, uh, you know, um, adult who is looking after us as children, yeah. they, they don't know any better. They, they have the tools to, to deal with, which they were also multi-generational tools, maybe from 1900s. Now we yeah. are in, in sort of, I don't know, um, 1985 and yeah. the baby is born and they are still using the same tools from 200 years ago, whatever. Exactly. And and then, so now we not only have to heal what has happened to us when we were five-year-old, yeah. we also have to uh, evaluate a lot of habits and a lot of patterns which were learned. Yes. They were passed down through generations that no longer serve us today in 2021, or as you say, for the last five, six years, seven years, whatever. So yeah. it's wonderful. It's wonderful the journey you've been on and... Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've met, because I, I do a lot of work with, um, with people who were on sort of on the verge of committing suicide or have attempted several times. Yeah. And this is the kind of work I did for about three, four years at the beginning mm. of my career. Yeah. And what all of them had in common, they could be in the body of a 30-year-old, of a 40-year-old, or 50-year-old person, but it's the five-year-old. Yeah. is that five-year-old that has 
connected some experience or a number of similar experiences and connected to this emotion in their body, which has uh, basically experience of a trauma 24-7 in the body of a 40-year-old, 50-year-old. And as you say, some people do it through emotional eating, which is very common. And some people do combination of, you know, a lot of alcohol drinking, drugs and emotional eating, all three. And they are just suppressing that because, um, you know, a lot of people have an opinion that if I pay attention to those, as they label them, negative emotions, they're going to somehow kill them, right? Yes. And and that's why, yeah, overtake them. That's why a lot of people looking for a quick fix, you know to sort of um, instant gratification, you yeah. know, and it doesn't work. Sooner or later, you will have to reckon with yourself and yeah. you're going to say, okay, today is the day that I decide to change. And yeah. the change actually happens instantaneously. This is what people don't <laughs> understand. Change doesn't take 15 years. It's it an doesn't. instant. It's an yeah. instant. The moment you make a decision, this is how you begin. And of course, you know, you then have the past programs, they keep reappearing and, uh, you know, but you explained it so well. And as you said, you had uh, several uh, relationships, which uh, I don't know if you did this kind of work, but what I teach my clients is I tell them the reason why we had these relationships, you know, yeah. like the uh, lovers, you know, maybe yeah. even get engaged to get married, whatever and and that that doesn't work out is because um, we are addicted unconsciously, by the way, to a certain certain type of emotions and feelings which are uh, in our body, which by Mm -hmm. by the way, bodies are are our unconscious mind. And now we seek these kind of references, these kind of people to reaffirm, to reconfirm these kind of states. It's a, mm-hmm. like a drug. It's like an mm-hmm. addict, right? If you if you get off the heroin for a couple of days, what are you going to do? Is you're going to go and find some more? But yeah. this is this drug, the addiction to the state, to how we think and how we feel and how we are treated. It's more powerful than any drug out there, than any mm. alcohol, than any heroin, than any mm-hmm. crack. And this is what people don't know. Say, so, well, what are you telling me? That I am addicted to suffering, to being a victim, to complain, to blame, to regret, to be feeling, living guilt and shame. And I said, yes, exactly. You are. Mm. You are. And this is what people don't understand. They think it's like there's some magic wand that somebody's going to come. Correct. It's like, oh, you know, you're my better half. I am half and you are half. We come together. We are whole. No. You are whole, so is he, so is she. And the two wholes come together, two perfect, you know, souls come together on their, as you say, on their unique journey to learn, learn. And, you know, some some people, uh, the suffering is more intense as as yours Mm. was, right? Because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, traumas even in the adulthood that you've been, you've been through. Yeah. And for some people, it's only one when they were children and then the later on is, uh, you know, not so bad, but it's how they feel. So yeah. it's not, it's not about the experience is how they perceive the experience, Absolutely. the intensity. So they, yep. their trauma could be like, you know, we could be like looking, no, but this is okay. There's nothing yep. wrong. No, 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 no. There are monsters everywhere. Exactly. That's how they are experiencing in the present moment. Yep. So, so this is incredible. Now, this is where you are today. I can feel your energy. You are healed. 
and you are healing others, helping others on their journeys. So um, for our listeners, they are very much into like practical, actionable steps. Uh, are they, can you give our audience some advice, some ideas, some tips that they can perhaps try if they want to start their own journey? Beautiful. Are there any, any sort of rituals they could practice? Yeah, well, I think something really beautiful to start with is to remind yourself that you are worthy of what you desire. You know, just even that statement, I am worthy of what I desire, or I am worthy of love. I am worthy of my own love. And really just being able to put a statement out there for yourself and to find a place within yourself where you can just quietly watch what comes up for you in opposite of that and just jot it down, just write it down on a piece of paper. It's like, no, my mind says that's not true or that's scary or that's not possible. And just quite simply in an exercise just like that, it is so simple yet really profound. You can get to know the part of you that actually you want to dive more deeper into to be able to follow the thread back into where you came to that conclusion for yourself and had that opinion of yourself. What experience did you go through? And to be able to then untether yourself from something that is quite simply just a lie and be able to then create a new paradigm or a new way of seeing or understanding yourself. Now, that process may take, you know, uh, longer in a sense of having more deeper dive kind of conversations with someone who's skilled at be able to doing that. But just starting off with saying, am I worthy of my desires? Do I truly deserve love or loving relationships or a life that I love? And watching what comes up, you get to know yourself very quickly. That's, that's beautiful. And uh, I totally agree with you. And there are, the thing is, you see, for, for most people out there globally, right? This podcast is in over 100 countries and uh, it's very popular. So I say to everybody, for a human being out there, you know, male or female going through something, um, we are actually not taught to self-reflect yeah. We are we are taught to judge, to blame, yeah. to live in shame, to live in guilt, but not to do self-evaluation. So judgment and evaluation, they're two different things. That's correct. So, yeah. so if we are if we do some journaling, journaling is a great thing. You know, if you if you do some journaling, you you heighten your sense of awareness about how you think, how you feel, what are your daily dominant thoughts, daily yeah. dominant feelings. And, you know, and you begin and even just a simple thing, if you look in the mirror and you say, I love and you say your name unconditionally, yeah. just this and just pay attention then what comes from within you. Because oh. we, this feels uncomfortable for most people. Yeah, even that mirror if, work is. Yeah, yes. in, in, in the privacy of their own home, nobody's watching. They're yep. not doing a video recording. They just say, I love, and you say your name and you say, I love unconditionally. And you just watch what the thoughts and emotions come within you. And, and then you realize you've been practicing opposite. Yes. For years, you've been practicing. Yes opposite than love you've been practicing resentment guilt blame yeah. shame and it's going to take a little time i say to people this heart 
energy center or you know the love which you feel behind your breastbone the pure love which resides in each and every one of us it's like a flower blooming petal by petal by mm. petal when you begin the work but people say to me but i can't feel gratitude yeah. i can't feel love in you know what do you mean open my heart what does that i can't feel that I yeah said, of course you can't feel that because you have not been practicing what have you been practicing right you do some deep dive exercises and then they be become aware that they've been practicing something completely opposite so it's going to take little time for yep. them to to you know a become aware and b start practicing different things and also watching the language because people have stories right they i do. am this way because this happened to me yes. and then and then uh, i am this way because uh, 15 years ago i had a 15 minute consultation with my doctor and they yep. put a label on me i'm yep. clinically depressed and now i'm going to use this as an excuse not to change my life ever i'm going to be like this i'm That's a victim correct. and they're going to be looking the entire life for a new person so they can tell their story of their victim state oh by the way my name is and this is what i've been through you have no idea that is absolutely correct that is that is human being at their finest <laughs> yeah but what's what's funny also i mean you and i can laugh yeah. because this is what we do for a living but what's yeah. actually funny about funniest bit about all of this is all of them secretly they want a new life they want to change they do they do they want and to have inner peace yeah. they want to have unconditional love not from outside they want to feel unconditional they, love like a cup is full and overflowing yeah. and now they know what it feels like so when it's given to them they can identify oh my god i am receiving unconditional love yeah yeah and it's now true. for for our yeah. listeners and viewers i can tell yeah. them this i feel unconditional love like overflowing from within you and this is what i have as well this is all i have nothing else yeah and it is because of the work you did on yourself and constantly you've been doing it day in day out over and over and over again there's no quick fix no. you know you, there's no like a pill or an app you download and you push the button and it's there <laughs> no i always say it's not like you can go through mcdonald's in your spiritual journey and just yeah, order yeah drive through drive through yeah yeah <laughs> Right, Harry, Harry, Harry. There's a traffic behind me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Beautifully said. Really beautifully said. Yes. That's that's amazing. And uh, so, on your like uh, positive daily rituals, what other things are on your list, on your to do list every day, especially in the morning? I guess you have your morning routine. Yeah. Well, I think you probably hear that a lot for so many people who are in the same position of having worked on themselves and and continue to do so. It's a lifelong journey for me, even where I am today. Um, I I am continually learning. So in the mornings, I really love to create just a quiet space where I can really more deeply connect to the vibration of that day. Like. Ah, know that I'm coming from an intentional space and so grateful for what I have coming towards me, my clients, my interviews, my lovely family, that space of appreciation and just being integrated with my soul self and that quiet morning energy is just so powerful for me. 
me. Um, and because, you know, life kind of stretches you in different directions when you're with family or in a relationship, I sort of create sort of this uh, no uh, wiggle room. I have 15, 20 minutes where I just wake up, I have my coffee, it's my time, and then I will go out and integrate and talk with others. Um, and, and really share my day's plans and, and listen to what's going on with them. But also, I find time to be able to really connect with myself, even as I'm getting dressed or taking a shower or a bath. Water is very healing for me. So in those spaces, I often really allow for myself to just imagine a cleanse or like a sense of being showered from, you know, anything I may have carried in sleep and really welcome myself into a clear vibration for the day. And so I love to do that. And really, then once it's all said and done, I can kind of share myself because like you said, my cup is full and, and I know that I feel good. And when I am in that space, then I can truly be of service. I can listen, I can respond, I can show up in a way that actually is very uh, deserving for others where my mind is quiet I think people forget that, that they go, go, go all the time and not coming back to themselves. You actually aren't loving yourself or others in the quality that they deserve. So I always make that a priority. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. And yeah, uh, you, you said about a uh, few things that I want to just add. Uh, one is the shower and there's actually a ritual. There is actually conscious ritual in the present moment while you're having a bath or a shower that yeah. you are actually setting an intention that any negative energies any negative yeah. emotions whatever they, they are sort of being washed off from within you as well not just from your skin and and yeah. also what I um, what I saw there and and I heard was um, active practice of gratitude it's probably I say this to everybody is probably uh, one of the most important things that one yes. can practice, choose to practice daily, actively, yep. consciously, because what a lot of people don't understand and don't know that behind the gratitude, it's the emotion of pure love. Yeah. Just and love, this yeah. is how you go back home. This is how you connect to me, to home, to, to fullness, to wholeness, because the love does not have polarity. Hate is not opposite of love, doesn't have duality. It, it, it's the source, it's the synthesis, it's, of, it's the union of everything, the mm. plus and the minus, the positive and the negative and the yin and the yang. It's, that's where the center of, of everything, center mm. of wholeness. And when you practice that gratitude, ahead of the experience, preferably, not just what you have in life, but also when you set an intention for the day. Yeah. What you are probably doing, which there is also an active version, which is you set an intention and you actively visualize the positive yes. outcome of everything in your day. Yeah. And you now feel the profound sense of gratitude and love in your emotional state. Sure. And you, you marry the two as one. Yep. And now you go in the day and it's just mirror reflection of your state. Yeah. There's no lack. <laughs> yeah. There is no, because you've already manifested everything the yeah. when you did your morning rituals. So what people, you know, do is they, they, they say, yeah, but uh, this sounds like a lot of discipline, a lot of work. I said, no, 
this little 15, 20 minutes, an hour, however long you can, you know, spare in the morning, it, it, it first seven days might feel like, you know, sort of restrictive yep. and it's a discipline, it's a ritual, it's a habit. But I said, eventually you begin to have more time throughout the day. Because yep. I say to them, you know, it's like um, foundation and yep. you are doing the construction work, you're building a house. Yeah. And the day is the house yeah. and you will not be able to do a, a house which is going to be able to weather the storm if yeah. you have not built it on a strong foundation. So that's mm-hmm. why we do things each morning to build yeah. that foundation, to make sure that, the, you know, it's solid, that the cup is full and overflowing. And, yeah. and what is better, you know, cup is full with gratitude with love, with passion, with love for life, with enthusiasm, with inspiration. And we just, you know, it's sort of, we already begin to celebrate everything and then just things, you know, our mirror reflection, all the synchronicities, serendipities, all the positive coincidences begin to appear in our life to reaffirm our state. That's correct. And it's so important to know that it's okay to have boundaries to be able to experience that for yourself. You oh, know? absolutely. Absolutely. And when you are uh, uh, doing everything in your life yeah. uh, from this deep, uh, you know, spiritual connection of yours, from that place of home, which is for you and for each individual is different because, you know, as they call it gut feeling, whatever they want, different labels, same thing. Yeah. Um, it's okay to say no. Yeah. And, and actually, I, I have uh, interviewed a number of very successful people. I'm talking about elite level success, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like they touch anything that is worth a few billion, right? <laughs> wow. those kind of, whether they are musicians, athletes, uh, business people, those kind of people. And what they have in common is they have a not to do list. Yeah. All of them. They don't, they, their to do list is very short, but their not to do list is very long. Yeah, yeah. And why? Ours no. <laughs> yeah, and I said why? They said because when I can say no to things that they don't feel right in my gut, they don't feel spiritually. They on you know they're not on my path on my journey. I can feel the energy. It's not for me. I yeah. say no to, and I actually create time and space for the amazing things to appear in my life. Beautiful. Yep. And, and this is what is, and that's why like people sort of unconsciously, they live like a hamster on a hamster wheel. So yeah. rinse and repeat, sort of living on autopilot. And they say, well, I don't have time for all of this. I said, what are you waiting for? Oh, I'm waiting for my kids to grow up, to be sent off to college. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm waiting to pay off my mortgage. And I said, well, you're going to be like, what, 60, 65? And will you have the vitality and health and energy to do all the things you've been putting off, like travel to Europe or do this and do that and whatever, or move? You, yeah. You've been always dreaming living on the beach, but you're still living in a city yeah. and you haven't been to the beach in the last 30 years. You, know, even, you haven't even taken a drive. Yeah. So what are you waiting for, you know? Yeah. Uh, life isn't about waiting. Life is about living fully yeah. now, right now. Yeah. And it's crazy how our own resentments and fears can paralyze us and keep us stuck. Unbelievable. And the freedom I can feel from your experience, from your journey, and now I can feel your energy. It, it's incredible. It's, uh, you know, um, 
I, I have to say, I have to acknowledge you for all the amazing thank work you. that you are doing. And oh, I'm you. sure your clients love working with you because not only that you have obviously went and studied and, you know, uh, got certifications and stuff, but you've also had your own personal experience. So it's relatable because there's a lot of people out there who on paper, they look great, but yeah. uh, pardon my French, they're rubbish, they're garbage at <laughs> what they do. You know, it's like I've been to some events and, yeah. and I look at people and I'm asking, so what was your takeaway after eight hours of listening to this guy speak? Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. You know, so there are mm -hmm. people, you know, who, who do sort of, they, they, they're good salesmen, but once you yeah. get there, you feel like shortchanged. You haven't learned yeah. anything. You yeah. didn't get anything profound, you know, and then you speak to somebody like you for a few minutes and you're like, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. so absolute uh, pleasure to have um, had an opportunity to interview today on my podcast and your human experience or your spiritual experience. Uh, it's wonderful. So for, for our audience, if they want to uh, work with you, um, yeah. if you have any courses or services or products that are available, um, yeah. where can, what are those services and products and where can they find you? Yeah, well, first and foremost, before I share that, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And uh, again, it's been an honor to be here, being of service to your community. Um, where people can find me is, first, I love to have community. So I build a community on Facebook. It's called Empowered Soul. And it's where you can be your beautiful self and create a life you love. And there you get all this kind of information about ways that we can be connected, whether that's free 15-minute trainings or our monthly show live on the Empowered Soul, where I'll be hosting and talking about topics that are important to the community and and requesting community engagement and questions to even coming and visiting me to my website, elizabethtrip.com, where you can navigate your way through a series of programs, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group fashion or setting that okay. work best for you. So I suggest clients come and join me online to get a sense and a feel and a fit for the community. We're spiritually open, we're result-driven, we're really committed to transformation, and then take it from there in any of the ways that I engage with you in that space to be able to come through my front door and really get a better feel for what we can do together. So once we do that, then we can discover which program or service would be a best fit for you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way. And, and you know, a lot of people I've spoken to uh, over the years, they all like to, and actually they love to be part of the community because they feel yeah. supported. Yeah. They can, they can share their journey, their milestones and, yes. you know, and, and also it's more, it's helpful because when they hear somebody else's story, somebody else's journey, it yeah. helps with their healing and yeah. it's sort of relatable. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think that's very helpful. Uh, well, thank you very much. But before we go, um, one more, well, a couple more questions, because I, I guess social media handle, uh, it's on your website as well, all your links yeah. to social media. You are mostly active on Facebook, I, I would imagine. Facebook and Instagram, actually. Um, Facebook and, and Instagram, yeah. yeah. Are, you, are you active on LinkedIn as well? I do have a LinkedIn profile and I do post there professionally. Yep, you can find okay. me LinkedIn. Okay. 
Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. And it's under Elizabeth M. Tripp. That's my social name. Social media name. Okay, cool. And one last question. What is the impact you would like to have on humanity while you are here in this uh, Uh, body? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. My true impact would be to every single soul I meet who's in their human experience here that they wake up to the beauty of who they truly are and that they know they are worth it and to live from that paradigm and that conclusion or opinion from themselves so that they may truly know what well-being is for themselves. That is my impact I really wish to have on humanity. That's wonderful. And you mentioned a few times about the worthy. Um, and, and, I, and I always say to people, universe only gives us what we believe we are worthy of receiving. Yeah. So do some self-analysis and don't let the insight just stay there because that's just like data, right? You're collecting the data. You have an aha moment. You have insight. You maybe watch Elizabeth's videos or you listen to this podcast but then do the work, you know, consistently yeah. do some work, get in touch with myself or with Elizabeth, yeah. uh, go to her community and begin the process, make a decision to improve today. So yeah. this is your host, Eldon Hassa. Um, thank you so much for all the love and support to all my listeners, all my viewers and my wonderful guest, Elizabeth Tripp. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you as a guest today. Same. Thank you. So namaste, Elizabeth. Namaste. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That was so much fun. Thank you.